Welcome to today's Living Life. There's an old truth that stands the test of time and it's true wherever you are. The truth that says the cover-up is often worse than the crime. We see that with our politicians, we see that with our athletes, we see that in our own lives as well. Someone commits a mistake or a crime and they try to cover it up, not realizing that the cover-up makes it so much worse. And even the consequences or the punishment or the judgment becomes that much bigger as well. Today we'll be looking at Jeremiah 18 and we see the Israelites do exactly that. Instead of admitting their mistakes, instead of acknowledging their sin against God, they try to hide it away. They cover it up in terrible different ways, not realizing that the consequences for their cover-up are much worse than before. So join me in reading today's passage. Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 13 through 23. Therefore, this is what the Lord says, Inquire among the nations. Who has ever heard anything like this? A most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. Does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from its rocky slopes? Do its cool waters from distant sources ever stop flowing? Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols, which made them stumble in their ways, in the ancient paths. They made them walk in byways, on roads not built up. Their land will be an object of horror and of lasting scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads. Like a wind from the east, I will scatter them before their enemies. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their disaster. They said, Come. Let's make plans against Jeremiah, for the teaching of the law by the priest will not cease, nor will counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophets. So come, let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. Listen to me, Lord. Hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death, their young men slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from the houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them, for they have dug a pit to capture me and have hidden snares for my feet. But you, Lord, know all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. In today's passage, it begins from a question from God. God says, Inquire among the nations who has ever heard anything like this. A most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. You know, in God's voice here, we hear pain, we hear frustration, we hear righteous anger. He can't believe what virgin Israel, his chosen people, are doing to him. You know, the Israelites, they have forgotten who God is. They have forgotten all the things that God has done 
for them. He has forgotten about all the things that God has done through the patriarchs, that God has saved them from Israel to be slaves, that God has taken them out and watched them over in the wilderness, that God has given them the promised land, has given them many blessings, and have called them to be His chosen people. They have forgotten all of that. And instead, they have turned away from God, they have turned their backs to God, and they started worshiping worthless idols. We see in verse 16, that the land will be an object of horror and lasting scorn, and all who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads. Now, that's the nature of sin. When you sin, when you give your way to sin, then all of these nasty, terrible things will happen. An object of horror. The land will be an object of horror. You see, the same land that was a promised land. It was a promise to be a blessing. It was given to them because they were God's chosen people. Well, that land will now be an object of horror, and of lasting scorn. The sin has turned their blessings into an actual curse. They went to their follow the worthless idols. I was over in Israel about a month ago, and there I saw some of the high places that the Israelites built, not to worship God, but instead worship these idols. And the funny thing is, and the interesting is, that they built them in the exact same ways that they will build altars to God. But instead of offering offerings to God and worshiping God in these places, they took the almost exact same structure and they worshiped worthless idols. It made me kind of sad because that means that they knew who God was. They knew God's instructions well enough to build it exactly the same way. But instead of using them to worship and glorify God, they used those structures to turn away from God. And because sin is so corrosive and because sin is so corruptive, it turns a blessing into a curse. We see in verse 17, this is what God says, Like a wind from the east, I will scatter them before their enemies. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their disaster. Because of their sin, there will be a day of judgment. There will be a day of disaster. But instead of saving them, instead God will turn His back towards them. And that's such a frightening illustration to imagine that God is just allowing them to go into their sin and Him turning His back toward them. But that is what sin does. Sin lies to us, telling us that we could do anything on our own, that we don't need God, and we could forget about all the amazing things that God has done for us. Instead, we could go away and live our lives, whatever standards we want to do. But that's the lie that the enemy gives, and that's the lie that sin gives to us. And when we are confronted with that sin, we need to repent. We need to humble ourselves, acknowledge our sin, and we need to repent and turn back to God. But that's not what the Israelites do. As a matter of fact, they compound their sin. In verses 18 to 23, we turn away from God's voice, and now we go to Jeremiah's voice. We see that the people, after hearing Jeremiah's words of judgment, we, after they heard the voice of God through Jeremiah, instead of repenting and acknowledging their sin, they started attacking Jeremiah. They made personal attacks to him, and they said, we will not listen to Jeremiah. As a matter of fact, they were cursing Jeremiah for speaking the truth. You know, there are times where God reminds us of our sins. It could happen through our prayer sessions. It could happen through reading the Word. It could happen during a sermon. Or it could happen through someone else. We don't know. But when that moment comes, we need to go towards God. We cannot hide. We cannot hide away from our sins. We must acknowledge our sins. We must acknowledge that we are sinners in need of a Savior, that we are imperfect beings in need of a perfect Savior. We need Jesus Christ in our lives. If we make that acknowledgement, we are able to turn towards God and be on the right path again. But 
If we are embarrassed by our sin, if we, because of a fear we have for our sin, and we try to cover it up, and we try to hide from it, or perhaps blame others for our sin, then we will fall deeper and deeper and deeper into sin, the same way the Israelites have done in this today's passage. There'll be a time when God is reminding us of our sin. Hopefully it happens today in our word today. As we read through today's passage, as we pray afterwards, we should pray that God remind us of our sin. Remind us that we need you, that we are nothing without you. And let us be able to humble ourselves before a perfect God. Instead of turning away, instead of blaming others, let us go towards God even more today. You know, Jeremiah, when he was faced with the sins of the people, he blamed them and he said, God, let sin take over their lives. Repay their evil and allow evil to take over their lives. And he has every right to do so in his righteous anger because he knows the justice of God. However, I'm also reminded of Jesus on the cross. When he was on the cross, looking at all the people that accused him, all the people that wrongfully imprisoned him, all the people that wanted him dead, he didn't cry out for justice then. Instead, he said, God, Father God, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Forgive those people who wanted me dead. And that's the heart of a Savior. That's the heart of a Savior that loves us, that wants to be reconciled with us. So today, in our QT, in our devotional, in our prayers, whatever sin that we have in our hearts, Whatever is stopping us from actually establishing the relationship with God, whatever is stopping us from seeing the fullness of God in our lives, let us be able to acknowledge that. Let us be true to ourselves and let us be true before Jesus and be able to repent and lay down all that we have in front of Him. Let us be able to humble ourselves and truly repent and turn back to God. Sin has a way of taking over our lives. Sin has a way of making our lives unbearable and just overwhelming us. Well, anytime that happens, we must turn back to the one who can save us. We must put our full trust in him and we must surrender all that we have, knowing that he can bring us back to him. Let us surrender and know that even though our sin is great, that Jesus is even greater than that. And even though the sin can overtake our lives, that Jesus can save us in whatever situation that we are in. You know, we are faced with these tough passages sometimes of judgment and of the sins of the Israelites. Anytime we read like that, it's just a reminder for us that we also are sinners, that we need a Savior, and that we need to turn back to Jesus today. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your amazing love and amazing grace, especially the love and the grace that comes from the cross of Jesus Christ. We know, Lord, that you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, just for us, to be able to die for our sins and so that we can be reconciled with you. Today, as you're reminded of our sin, let us not turn away, let us not hide, let us not blame others. Instead, let us acknowledge our sins and humble ourselves and be truthful in front of us and in front of you and be able to say, Lord, we need you. We desire to turn away from our sin. We desire to be with you again. Lord, help us to repent and be able to completely surrender our lives to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see Jesus.